Hi, this is Paul Carswell, Medicare Insurance Agent at Medicare Portal, and you're tuned in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. When you have that attitude, that mindset, replace a negative with two positives. Every one day, somebody said, oh, this has been a terrible day. And I went, really? Not all day. I said, you're here in the pool. You had a car. You came here. Evidently, you own a car. You must have money to put gas in it and pay the insurance. Aren't you not having a good time now? I don't think uh, you can have bad moments. You don't have to have a whole bad day. And now a word from our sponsor, High Rise Capital. High Rise Capital is a boutique commercial real estate investment firm that helps high income professionals, high net worth individuals, and family offices obtain above average returns with reduced volatility and tax efficiency from high quality commercial real estate investments. High Rise Capital helps clients achieve meaningful investment returns, generate multiple streams of income, and participate in investments that enhance lives and provide a tangible societal benefit. To learn more about High Rise Capital, please visit their website and download their free ebook more doors, more profits, both of which you can find in the show notes. Thank you. This is Dream Chasers, episode 135 with Grandma. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by the person that you probably just heard on the intro, the person that I always shout out, my grandma. Hi, grandma. Hi, Adam. I almost said hi, Paul. We were just talking about <laughs> Paul. Hi, Adam. <laughs> grandma, do you want me to just, I just realized, you want me to call you grandma this whole time, or can I tell everyone your name? Oh, it doesn't matter, whatever you're comfortable with. All right. You never call me by my name, but that's okay. Got it. Alma Babooter, ladies and gentlemen here with us today. Grandma was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, the east side, I think, right? The east side of Cleveland? Yes. Back in the, in the prosperous days? Oh, were they ever. <laughs> well, Cleveland was a top five city in, in the U.S. probably when you were growing up, as far as population and growth, I think it was. Population and growth, possibly, but it was during the Depression. It was not an easy time for you grew, a lot you, of people. Okay. Wait, you grew up during the Depression? At the very end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, they were just trying to climb out from under. It was, it was difficult. Cause well, so you were, you were probably what, nine, 10 or somewhere in that range when world war two was going on. Correct. Do you remember anything from world war two? Well, we didn't have uh, electronics and things like you have now. I think maybe there was a radio. The radio yeah. I don't recall that we even had any newspaper. That was a luxury. If you could get a newspaper delivered. I remember when they declared that the war was over. I think that was in 42. But I do remember we had blackout curtains on our house because uh, you had to keep blackout the windows in case uh, the enemy would come over so that we would not see any light from the houses. And I remember we did have blackout curtains. And it was the reason for those was for what? Well, if, if we were attacked by the enemy, any little light coming from down from your house, you they could bomb. They could throw down a bomb at that time. I also remember at that time there was rationing. Uh, we rationed with shoes. You had coupons you could only get, I think, for two pair of shoes a year. And there was sugar rationing and butter and gasoline, I believe, too. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. And I guess the good news is nothing ever happened on U.S. soil <laughs> during yeah, World War II. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't. But yeah, wow. You've so you lived through um, a lot of action because <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. yeah, that means Vietnam and Korean War and everything else that we that that I've learned about. You lived through. So I had a quite oh, but you you know what you said? So it was kind of rough growing up. Um, grandpa, great grandpa for me, <laughs> Slovenian, and I'm Slovenian, and you're Slovenian at heart. We have to talk about that because I know you still traveled to Slovenia a few times growing up. So. Um, I wonder what it was like flying back in the in the in the forties or fifties. How is, is it similar to today still? Well, it was uh, I believe in the fifties when I went, and Linda, my oldest, was uh, I think about two and a half. Oh boy, I should have gotten out my memory. So it was book. still Yugoslavia. It was Yugoslavia. It was still under socialism, I believe. Uh, you, you had to stop at the border, and people, you know, you were asked really asked, you know, what are you bringing in? Who are you visiting? How long are you staying? It's similar to like what you go through Canada, only it was not. There were patrols there with guns and it was it was a frightening thing. You just didn't say a whole lot. You only answered the questions. Don't add anything. My mom and dad had gone back. It was the first time my parents had gone back. My mother, especially since she had left Europe, I think it was some 30 some years. And I wanted to meet my grandmother. I had never had any relatives here. No answer, uncles, grandparents. They were all in Europe. And it was, um, it was a very interesting time. Didn't, uh, didn't mama, mama, die? I don't know, it's weird because yeah. we got people listening. <laughs> <So> mama <laughs> went to Slovenia too. Did you go with her on that trip too? That- uh, we saved together, the two of us. Oh my gosh, she was like a... <laughs> she was like a Nazi, a Nazi. I would look at a comb. I would pick up a comb in the store and she'd go, put that down. You don't need that. You don't need it. When you came in, you don't need it now. Because every nickel and dime we were saving for tickets to go to Europe. And uh, we did so, I believe, when she graduated from high school. And we went for six weeks. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And we had quite a neat experience that she got to meet relatives and do things uh, we did a lot of un- interesting things we were on a hay wagon. we were one of my cousins they were they were um, farmers and they were uh what do you call raking in hay and i mean you were talking about pulling it up and putting it on it was all manual putting it at the pitchfork and throwing it up on top of the wagon and we did that it was i think around the fourth of july or something as i recall so yes, we had that experience, had an opportunity to go to Rome and Venice. I think we did Rome and Venice at that time. And at the same time, my brother and his wife, his son, I think was it, they went also. And plus, there were other relatives that happened to meet us there too. All of a sudden, it wasn't our vacation, it was everybody <laughs> else's. <laughs> how, is your, um, how is your Slovenian? You still keeping up with it? I understand it. It's really difficult to try and speak it because when you don't use it, you lose it. But I can sing songs and so you and I can sing songs and Slovenian right. and a couple here and there. We've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> That's a, well, maybe we'll have to squeeze the link to that video in here somewhere. We can <laughs> Slovenian sing along. Uh, <laughs> so you're not, you're not camera shy anymore at this point. Oh, heavens. I've never been camera shy. I grew up. Being a, you can say a performer since I was like 
I would say in sixth grade, well, I had taken dancing lessons. And the first thing you learn is you smile and you look at the mirror in the studio because to looking down, who wants to look somebody down? You'd never see Gene Kelly or any of those dancers looking down. And I was in musicals in school in sixth grade already and singing and acting, plus all the dance recitals we had. I was at the, I did tap, ballet, exhibition ballroom with my brother. And we also had a um, recital at the, they call it the Little Theater. It was in downtown Cleveland. And I don't know what they call it now. There's a seating capacity for about 500 people. And so, yeah, I'm kind of used to being in front of people. It, it doesn't bother me. And learning how to speak doesn't bother me. And not learning how to speak. To know that I have a message and there's something, maybe not everybody would be interested in it, but maybe there's something I could say that you might put on the back burner and say, gee, I heard that before. So I learned that in Al-Anon that we all have something good to say, even the dumb you just sometimes, when you hear it at first, you go, well, that doesn't make sense. And then later on in your life, all of a sudden, that information is useful to you. Yeah. You said you learned that at Al-Anon? Oh, Al-Anon since like 1978. For you? The, no, Al-Anon is for the family. Of okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think <laughs> Oh, yeah, for me too. It's a very, uh, it's a very good program. And I think my Christian growth came through Al-Anon too. A lot of God used that as part of the wake up call of what it is to be a Christian. Nice. Mm -hmm. One thing I just remembered too, is you're probably the best whistler I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, grandma, grandma knows how to whistle. I don't know if we'll have time to, to get it. <laughs> I have wet my whistle here. <laughs> uh, before we get too far into the uh, well, this is already a great conversation, but we have to we have to do it. Here we go, guys. It is now time to step into the next level chamber. Here we are. As you can see and as you've listened so far, we are joined today by my beautiful grandma, Alma Babuder. The title of today's episode is The World's Coolest Grandma. If you're not picking up that vibe already, I'm sure you will <laughs> here shortly. Uh, definitely the world's coolest grandma. Otherwise, I wouldn't be shouting her out on all the beginning of all of my content. And I think there's a lot of, you know, she's definitely my number one fan on Facebook. And I appreciate that. Uh, maybe we can just segue here into Facebook because I know that's, that's a, an industry that you know very well. You're pretty active on Facebook. Some might say a celebrity in Northeast Ohio. What, what, what's your take on Facebook, Grandma? Because I'm sure you, at first, you were like, oh, this is a bunch of nonsense. But now you like it, right? <laughs> uh, I didn't think of it as a bunch of nonsense. It came, to me, anything with electronics, and even now my phone's not ringing. I don't know what's got to find a two-year-old to fix it. Uh, <laughs> I, I was intrigued by, of course, your mom. My, old, my youngest daughter, Diane, was the one that really hooked me up with Facebook. And it was, it was really interesting because I got to be in touch with a lot of people that I hadn't seen pictures of or what they were doing with their family. I can be kind of selective, I think, at this point. I, I don't have that kind of time. You can spend hours on Facebook, which is good if you have nothing better to do. But I do have a few other things I do. Yeah. And actually, you know what, now I can kind of see how I think for someone my age, Facebook was just kind of like, you know, we just grew up with it. We were always connected to everyone for the most part. But in your shoes, I'm just now realizing, you know, you, for example, could have gone 
50 plus years not hearing from someone. And then all of a sudden the technological revolution brings these people that you once knew back into your life. It's got to be a different impact just on the human mind than someone like me. Like, oh, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. There he is on Facebook for you. Oh, I haven't seen him in five decades. (laughs) So I'm sure that was interesting to see people you went to school with, right? Um, I was a good letter writer. I have a lot of friends that, you know, anymore young people don't write letters. I still write notes. I don't write letters much. (laughs) Okay. Anyhow, I I did, I always have stayed in touch with people that have been really all over the country in Europe, in Mexico, my friend June Schneider, they were doing missionary work in Mexico and we would write, she didn't write too often, but we would write. And I love what she taught us because um, when they moved away from the Cleveland area and, and moved up to New Jersey, and she was from uh, Scotland with that Scott Scottish brogue is what she still has it. And I can th- I thought, oh, boy, this would be interesting and a New Jersey accent. And then from there, they moved down to Mobile, Alabama, you know, and talk like that. And with that accent, uh-huh. And then they <laughs> went to Mexico for, I think, 10 years to do. Um, are we going to get your best Mexican accent now? Oh, heck, no. No, I put it that. And anyhow, one of her things was, and we had phone calls, but you didn't make the phone calls because it was, long distance was expensive. It was expensive, and if you did, you you limited it to like three minutes. And you, how can you say something in three minutes? You know, all your mind gets all boggled up, and you go, oh, "What? Do, what do I want to talk about?" So her favorite thing is, she said that even though she was not good at writing, and we didn't talk to one another when we did, we always answer the phone now. Like, and another thing. <laughs> so, because a good a good friendship is always and another thing. Yeah, that's a good takeaway right there, um, Aaron. I don't know if we might we might need to. Aaron's the guy who do, who kind of goes through our show and make sure we get some accurate show notes on what we talk about today, Grandma. I think what you say and another thing. I just think to to my good friends, you do get to a point where you're trying to hang up the phone with them, but then next thing you know, another 15 minutes goes by and they try to hang up and they're like, wait, I'm here another 15. So. <laughs> That's a good observation. It's a very wise statement. And another thing that comes from good friendships. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I want to talk about um, your ability to stay in shape. I think you probably saw the video. Uh, my buddy Matt and I were talking about how we have some of the world's best grandmas, especially when it comes to fitness, because you're what, 80, 86 now, still working out three days a yep. week at least? Yes, three days usually. Wow. That's better than me sometimes. <laughs> I got to step my game up. Um, I'm a groupie. I can't do it at home. I have a hard time doing working out at home. I'm not necessarily spending time talking to somebody, but being in a group where other people are working out is much easier for me. What's your What's your preference when you go to the Y and work out? And and what I do? I know you, do you, do, you uh, probably do some water aerobics, but I know you do some dry yes. line training as well. Well, I did water aerobics for 45 minutes, and it's not just like swimming laps. You do. It's really cardio. You do jumping jacks. You do uh, crunches. Uh, you do a lot of things with uh, arms, and you do paddle boards or uh, other equipment in the water. It really makes you work hard. And then after that, I get all dried up and changed, and I go into what they call the HLC. It's a healthy living center. And your mom told me it's not the gym because in the gym they play basketball, and I don't play basketball. <laughs> and in there, I... <laughs> Uh, and now with the, uh, all this COVID business, they 
changed a lot of things. I used to have free weights in there and a stability ball. And I don't have that anymore, but I work on the machines. I do pull-ups. And yesterday I worked on a, a different machine too. I do crunches and uh, with your, what is it, thighs and stuff. Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> the men are impressed. I said, don't mess with her. She's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have weight weights that are pretty heavy. Don't I mean, mess with I, the Slovenian. Oh, yes. Yeah, strong like bull. Smell like one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to highlight how proud I am of you and we won't go too far down this rabbit hole, but in the, in this time that we're living in, in a time where someone like you, who's 86 is being told over and over again to be afraid to not go outside. You say, I don't care. I'm doing my thing and you're as healthy as can be. And I believe we'll continue to be so, continue to be that way. I just have to say, I'm grateful that we're capturing this moment now to show it for generations of Carswells and Babooters to come that we ain't afraid of nobody. We're going to keep doing our thing. Well, it's, it's not, it's not fear, Adam. It's faith. Mm. I'm not afraid because I have faith and I had, God has a plan. He has a plan for me, plan for you. And I said, he knew the day bringing brought me in and he knew the day he's taking me out. And you need to be careful. I understand that. And people are sensitive about it and the mask wearing and all. And I have a shortness of breath issue because of a medical condition that there's no surgery and medicine for. And so a mask on me is horrible. I have a hard time breathing and I get short of breath. I kind of, my mask is kind of a loose mask. And I go, okay, I need to breathe. But it's, um, you have to be careful. But I am not fearful, but I'm not stupid enough to go and subject myself to something that would cause harm. Yeah. Okay. It's called wisdom. When there we go. Gray, well, that, when you get gray hair, it's called wisdom. <laughs> lots of wisdom. That, that was a wise response. I, I'm taking a lot of notes here. One question I had for you is as you continue to, to watch me through this uh, phase in life as I'm making all these videos and stuff, is there anything that you see um, that I'm doing that reminds me of you? Oh, we're good at talking, aren't we? <laughs> but so is your father. He has that wonderful voice. And and your mom, too. I mean, we are, we're not afraid to get up in front of people and speak. And it's, it's, a good, it's a great gift. It really is. A lot of people are so fearful. Again, fear. Fear is when you haven't said your prayer, as far as I'm concerned. I think that we have that gift of communicating. And we always have. We've had at your home, at the table, oh, my goodness, <laughs> It's never a quiet moment. You, you get some poor quiet person in there. They don't know what to do with us. <laughs> many, many laughing moments at our gatherings and uh, holidays and birthdays and just getting together. Just a, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of memories, a lot of joking around. We have, we really do have a good time. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm thinking about, this is actually funny too. I you know, don't, don't mind having a beer as much as the next guy, but it's funny how at our household, now that I think about it, you got to fight to talk and no one's even drinking. <laughs> it's all water. <laughs> oh, it's chaos. And especially like at Christmas time, we would be making all the gingerbread houses or if we're playing a game, all competitive and, funny stories to come up. I mean, we really do have a good time. Yeah. The, the, uh, the gingerbread one this year, I'm wondering, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a virtual one. I don't know if that'll. <laughs> oh, no, don't. Uh, I, no, I don't. Do work, though. I just, oh my gosh. I am not, I am not crafts. No, no, <laughs> can't do it. Oh, oh. 
Well, here you go. We're, I think this will actually, so this will be live after Christmas, but as we enter into the year 2021, looking back on it, I'm sure you're, that sometimes you say to yourself, wow, I, I made it this far. <laughs> but, <laughs> yep, uh, I got fixed my light. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Going back to wisdom, I guess, what, what wisdom, what advice would grandma, would Alma Babuda give to the world coming into the new year? First of all, I, was, I learned a long time ago, of course, in Al-Anon, you never give advice because if you tell somebody what to do and it doesn't pan out, not a good thing sometimes. If it pans out, you're not supposed to take credit for it. It's called suggestions. A suggestion is you take what you like and leave the rest. I believe that, again, if you have your faith, if you talk to your God of your knowledge, your creator who made you, who you weren't born with fear. You came out, you were crying and fighting, and we were born perfect. We were perfectly formed in his image. And I find that daily scriptures and my devotionals, hanging with people of faith, a lot of laughter, it's joy. And when you have that attitude, that mindset, replace a negative with two positives. Every one day somebody said, oh, this has been a terrible day. And I went, really? Not all day. I said, you're here in the pool. You had a car. You came here. Evidently you own a car. You must have money to put gas in it and pay the insurance. Aren't you not having a good time now? I don't think uh, you can have bad moments. You don't have to have a whole bad day. Mm -mm. So I guess that's part of one of my many words of wisdom. Well, I, I like that. I'm surprised I've never heard that suggestion before, <laughs> not advice. Maybe you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I don't remember, remember that one now, too. Well, I know I mentioned to you before the call that I wanted you to give a shout out to somebody you've never given a shout out to before, but I feel like you got a lot of friends on, as we said before, you got a lot of friends on Facebook. I know you go to, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the Hungarian Club. That's one of them, and the Slovenian, the Slovenian American Club. club. So you got but all right now, the, the one club is closed because of the virus stuff. Yeah. Which one, which one is still open? Oh, the Hungarian Club is open, but that's that's a food that's a foodie thing. We call wings. <laughs> they make great wings. Yeah. Okay. Well, the I guess American uh, Slovenian Club is much better when it was going because we had oh ethnic music. We had button box accordions, and we would dance and. It was just a fun time to be together. And now you're not allowed to even breathe on each other. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully I'll bring it back. Um, I guess what I would like is for you to not just give one shout out, but a bunch of references to your friends that you know are going to see this, whether it's at the Hungarian mm -hmm. Club or on Facebook. I'm sure there's, there's, uh, there's people that you interact with on a daily basis. And guys, if grandma forgets you, don't worry. I'm sure she didn't mean to. <laughs> but oh, it would take too long. <laughs> let's, name drop, let's name drop like four or five friends here. That come top oh, wow. Uh, there are so many people at the Y. I have a group of ladies that uh, we do our water aerobics with amazing women that are, most of them are, have retired. They were teachers and they were uh, nurses and technicians and just wonderful, wonderful group. If I, I, there's a core group of six to 12 and a total of maybe 22. So how do you name them all, you know? But we have this very strong bond and uh, there's no garbage and uh, bringing negative things. They're very positive, just an amazing group of ladies. 
I have the, the house, the house grandmas of Northeast Ohio. You guys got to. <laughs> and are they, they work out and I even, I encouraged some of them. I brought them into the HLC and they're all like 20 years younger than me. Can't keep <laughs> up to me and going, Oh yeah. But then they've gone to other classes or doing Pilates and other weights and stuff. So I'm, at least they're, they're doing something beyond what I try to beat their butts at at the Y. <laughs> but anyhow, there's them. And then there's, um, I had a, sister-in-law who passed away, my first husband's sister-in-law, Mary Lampy, who I just think is got to be one of God's angels. Uh, I can't say enough about what a wonderful lady she was. And we never had any disagreements. It's just, you can't believe that you can have such a great, great friend. I think of her often. I miss her because she was just steady and comforting and somebody could talk to. I loved her dearly. I have so many different areas in my life. There's uh, people that I knew in Al-Anon. In fact, recently, my, my dear friend, my, I called her my hillbilly friend, Joy Pendleton, just passed away. I've had an opportunity. Linda came and brought me. Uh, she drove me to the Dayton area where Joy lived. She lived south of Dayton because Linda lives in that area, too, right now. And I got to see Joy last, I think it was last year. So, and we still... Stayed in touch on Facebook also. And thank God for Facebook because that's how her daughter announced that her mom had passed away. I didn't even know that it had happened. Oh, I don't know which way to go in my life. My, my life's long, so there's like a lot of people. Well, I think, I think you kind of you made it clear here to me. It's what keeps, what keeps you young and going every day is fitness, friends, and family, and faith. Four, four Fs right there. There we go. I'm definitely, again, making a note of that. (laughs) But it is, unfortunately, it's time to wind it down. I'm sure we could could do like a, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to a two or a three hour podcast before, Grandma, but I feel like we could definitely do that if we wanted to. Well, unfortunately, as I've told you, the mind will endure only what the seat will endure. And it depends on what the topic is. And not everybody's interested in grandmas, you know, and maybe <laughs> what you want. Oh, I'm sorry if you're not. You know, you, what are you missing? I don't know. But I think the whole thing is an attitude of gratitude for every negative. Replace it with two positives. Faith, having good friends, good friends that are not negative, that are supportive, the add a girl kind of thing. And we, we do that for each other. And I think that's what the bond is all about. We don't tear each other down. We build each other up. It's just, uh, I'm so glad you're my friend, you know, I'm so glad you're my grandson, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I love you too, grandma. I know. I'm very uh, blessed to have you. Thank you for making your dream chasers debut. You're um, well, you know what? We've had Paul on the show a while ago, but Mm -hmm. I guess really the, in my opinion, the, we got to get Paul back on here. His first one was great and everything, but he's gone through a lot of life changes since then. So I'm giving you the, the first family member award <laughs> for coming on the show. When you're the oldest, you have seniority. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. That, yeah, that's all the time we got. Any, any other closing words, Grandma? I just want to thank you for this opportunity <laughs> to save me <laughs> on video. So in the future, you're children and your grandchildren will have an opportunity to at least get to know me a little bit. I didn't have that with my grandparents who don't even know the one, the grandfather. Um, so I think this is really, really special. This is one good thing about all these whistles and bells that you're doing now. I agree. 
Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Interviews with the Future. We were joined by the world's coolest grandma today, Alma Babooter. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again, and remember, take it to the next level.